Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis, and welcome to the Boardroom Chat. Praise God. You know, yeah. Jesse, this is number 146. Y'all like, like numbering these things, huh? 146 weeks. How many years is that? That's <laughs> uh, well, almost three years, huh? We're in 12, our third year. Yeah, yeah, that's almost We started three years. in 2020 in March. Yeah, that's just such a blessing of life. I hope you're enjoying them. According to your testimonies and your comments that you sent in, you really enjoy them. There's several people who have watched every one of them. More now, than, that more is than once. That's dedication. <laughs> yeah. And that's discipline to do that. I remember you know? reading one testimony that they, read, they watch it uh, like every day that week, waiting for the next one. They rewatch it. Praise and it's God. good because a lot of them are in-depth teachings. You can't grab it all in one list. Right. One so I mean, I've read the Bible many times, yes. but I learn something new every time. Every time, yeah. It. Well, faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And I want to talk about something today that I, I really enjoy. You know, I have been royally criticized because of prosperity. And I don't know why, because everybody wants to be prosperous. You know, but for some reason, I guess they think it's bad. And the reason why is because the church world has preached poverty as a blessing for millenniums when it's nothing but a curse. But I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you why I am a blessed man spiritually, physically, and financially. And it makes no difference what the world's doing. See, because I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. So their economic reforms, the economic stuff, like, uh, you know, I, I don't deal with that. I do my own economic thing by using uh, Romans 4.17. I call those things would be not like as that. though they were. I was on Flashpoint the other day and I was talking about that. Yeah. And when you understand what that means, then you'll have ears to hear. And I hope, put on your ears right now, you know, put on the musketeer ears. You know what I'm saying? I want them big ears because I want to show you something <laughs> that God will do things. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a string in God in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. All of them are teachers. They're three, yet they one. They're guiding you. You know, uh, St. John 16, 13, how be it when the spirit of truth is come, which means he's not a liar, he will guide you in all truth. All truth. People think that's just spiritual. No, that's physical. That's financial. In other words, God can guide you in a financial situation that it turns out for your betterment. Definitely. Now, I want to show you something here. And I've, I've, I've bumped this, this scripture many times in the past, but I want to deal with it today. And that is Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 17. I just love it. It says, Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, mm. not to be poor. Right. Not to teach you poverty, but teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. So everything I have touched is prospered. In 40, 47 years of preaching this gospel, I've never had a financial deficit. People say, because the guy's got great faith. No, because I got ears to hear and help that I, I let him teach me to profit. Should I do this? Should I do that? Now, Deuteronomy 8.18, I say it all the time, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. Why do you remember God? Because he's a teacher. Right. He's going to teach you things. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Now, think about that. Now, if wealth was so bad, why would God give you power to do it? Why would he teach you how to do it? Right. And evidently, Jesus knew how to profit because in all of Jesus' earthly ministry, he never struggled financially. I mean, he had 12 full-time people on staff. Some were married. He took care of them. When he sent them out, he said, he said did you lack anything when you came back? Nothing. My right, God. Right. It was just amazing. So he knew how to break bread. He knew how to pray over it and take, I mean, take two, piece, two pieces of fish and five loaves and make it, I mean, a buffet that right. feed thousands of people. Hmm. See, that's teaching you things. I teach thee the prophet. 
Now, and so what I've done is when you sow your seed into this ministry, and many of you are part of this ministry, I have learned, and people say, well, boy, Jesse DePlanis, he's a good businessman. No, I'm a good listener. Hmm. I listen to what God says, and he teaches me, should I do this, should I do that? You see what I'm saying? And it's not how much money you make, it's how much you save in life. I learned that from John D. Rockefeller Sr. Never met him. He died right. way, but I think, right. before I was born, I think. Yeah. But to make a long story short, he was probably the wealthiest man in the world at that time. And he said, don't ask me how much I make. He's asking me how much I save. Mm -hmm. Because he understood good business principles. Well, if anybody understands business principles, it's God Almighty. Even Jesus said when Mary found him at 12, I'm about my father's business. Mm -hmm. Trying to teach those Pharisees, those Sadducees, those Zealots how to handle the temple of God. Right. That it is a holy place to teach thee to profit. What has God taught you? How has he taught you to profit in your life, Kathy? Well, uh, you know, I learned from the word of God and I've seen it so many times. In fact, that God's blessing is all about profiting. It's all about success Amen. in every area of life. And when you say profit, that means financially, but also means in every area of your life. And Amen. I love what God told Joshua in Joshua chapter one. He told him to meditate in his word day and night. That's teaching him. That's teaching him. Uh, God's, writ God's word was written, spoken so that it would be written and was written so that it would be spoke, so right. that we would speak it. That's correct. And declare things. So God's, when God spoke to Joshua and he told him to meditate day and he says, then you're going to find, have good success. Right. And that's the way so you So you prosper. can have success, but not necessarily, it can be good. Well, God's the one who spoke, that word success was in the Bible for the very first time in the book of Joshua, chapter one, and it was spoken by God himself. So people are, think you're not supposed to talk about success in the church or in the Bible, but God wants us to yes, succeed indeed. in life. In fact, uh, it's just a natural thing as a parent, you want your child to succeed. Amen. We imitate God in that way. He wants us to be blessed in the, he talked to De the Deuteronomy blessings, chapter 28 says he wants you to be blessed going in, blessed going out. That's right. Every, blessed in every the city. Situation. Yeah, blessed in the field. Everything you put your hand to do prosper. And that all happens when you go to his word and obey it. And that's really him teaching you. Well, you know, people say, how can you say success is bad? Right here. The blessing of the Lord didn't make it rich and he added no sorrow. I've seen some people that had success, but it added sorrow. Sorrow was in it and it caused them all kind of problems. They probably should have never got there. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And they thought, well, man, if I could just get this success, but the sorrow came with it. Right. Well, we're talking about godly success. Yes, and indeed. And doing things God's way. In fact, Jesus taught, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and all these other things in life, things that you need, like you need a home, you need food, you need clothing, all these things we need to survive. All these things, he says, will be added to you. Don't do like the people who don't know me, call them the Gentiles. So that just means those that don't know God. Once you know God, everything changes. You can look to him to be your provider. Amen. You're the one who guides you into all truth, the one who teaches you to profit. Well, he's not trying to subtract from you. He's trying to add to you. Yeah. You know, as I study the word of God, as I grow older physically, and as well as I grow older in spiritual things, you know, I've been born again uh, since Labor Day weekend, 1974. Uh, God is still teaching me. Yeah. And the minute I think I really understand a verse, all of a sudden a revelation, because the word of God's pregnant with revelation. It just comes flying out that I'd never seen before. Yeah. Many, many years ago, I don't know how many times I've quoted John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. You've seen it on sports Probably one events. of the most well-known verses. Oh, yes. Yeah. But then one scriptures. day I read it like this. I just picked it. For God so loved the world, the cause of salvation, that he gave his only begotten son, the cost of salvation. 
that whosoever believeth in him, the condition of salvation, should not perish but have everlasting life, the consequence of salvation. Now, in Baptist preaching, they call it homiletics, the cause, the cost, the condition, and the consequence. That was there the minute God pinned it. But yet I learned it day day. That helped you he to understand me. it deeper. Yes. And all of those started with a C, which helps you to remember. Yeah, all it. those kind of things, you know, because mm -hmm. God knows how to do that. Mm -hmm. Which now when I just read you that that he teaches thee to profit, and then when he teaches you to profit, you know how to say good things mm -hmm. at the right time at the right place. He said, I've given you the tongue, the tongue of the learned. Learn. Right. Look what he says in Isaiah chapter 52, real quickly, guys. I want to go over there. Isaiah 52, I like verse 7. He said, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. That's Isaiah 52, verse 7. Watch it. That bring good tidings, that publisheth peace. Peace is possession of adequate resource. Nothing broken, nothing missing. My God, there it is. That bringeth good tidings of good that publish salvation. Salvation is true context means soundness. That, that, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. See, so in other words, I like bringing you good news. I believe the reason why you like our boardroom chat, you learn some things, but we give you good news. Mm -hmm. You never hear me and Kathy say, we don't know what we're going to do. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen and all that kind of craziness. No, I mean, I don't doubt that it's not easy in the world. I got enough sense to know that. But my ear is turned toward God all the time. What would I have me to do? Right. Kathy's ear is so turned to God concerning giving that one time... I had a bunch of people not long ago. I was in a room. We were all talking, everything. Kathy looked and said, I got to talk to you. And I thought, you know, and I'm right in front of everybody. And I thought, well, well, you want me to get up and walk out or something? I didn't want to be rude. And she just got up, walked over and bit my ear and told me something because her ear was listening to what God said. He was teaching her to profit right there. I received, she asked me my opinion. I said, fine, that, that, that's fine. Went on back to talking and, and, you know, having normal conversation with the people we were with. So when you understand that, every, don't, don't discount the little things, you see, because little things add up to be big things. Like in the fragments when he fed the 5,000 and he said, pick up the fragments that we have no loss. Turned out to be 12 baskets full. Yeah. Now what people thought was waste, God thought was harvest. Somebody got blessed over 12 baskets of food. So you mm -hmm. could feed a bunch of more people with that. Right, right. See, that's what I mean by teaching you to profit. And then St. John 16, 13, howbeit when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. Now, when you understand these things, you're going to publish good news, great tidings. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you're going to publish peace. Nothing broken, nothing missing. When you go to pray for somebody that has stage four cancer, and they say they're going to die, you can look at them with confidence and say, if you believe what I say, and if you believe what God says, because the Bible said two of you got to agree, see? So you got you to be two to start when you go to pray for someone for healing. Mm -hmm. That's a teaching right there. See, you already got to be in agreement as two, if two of you agree. That's you and God when you're going to lay hands on somebody. Now you got to get them that you're laying hands on to agree with. That's three. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you start with what God said, if two of you agree, they say, if you believe, you shall receive. Well, I hope so. That's not believing. Hope is a blueprint, but that's not faith. See, you need to get beyond what you feel, what you see, what you smell, taste, the five senses. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying when someone is coming to lay hands on you to pray for you, they're about ready to publish some good news to you. Uh, the other Sunday I was preaching at the church, and I tell you what, it was one of the best little statements I've heard in quite a while. I was about ready to finish, we had finished preaching, about ready, and this lady come walking up, tears in her eyes, and she says, I want to be healed. 
And it really touched my heart. I said, well, let's get, let's get healed here. Now, what happened was they had, I think they were from Florida. Am I correct? I so, uh, uh, so they drove a bunch of hours, woke our husband and said, would you mind driving? I think it was seven or eight hours. What? Because I want to be healed. Now, what happened was she believed in God and she believed in me. So before she got to me, she was already had her two, her and God. And then I was the third that came into existence. Then I saw him a little bit later in a restaurant because we went out and had lunch. And they would, I said, how you feel? Oh, I'm just feeling so wonderful. You see, do you see what I'm saying? He, he teaches you to profit. How about finances? Same way with finances, you see. The Bible says, what? Some people reject this, Kathy. Some 30, some 60, some 104. That is a teaching. That is teaching you to profit. Not 30 times, not 60 times, not 100 times. That's mathematics. We're not dealing with mathematics here. We're dealing with God's way of folding and doubling and double-double and double-double. He said he caused you to have the double. I mean, do you understand what's happening? What Satan meant for Job, I must destroy everything. You read the 42nd chapter of Job, God gave him twice what he had. Oh, yeah. Do you see? Twice. Now, I want to tell you something. He had a lot of camels and a lot of sheep. Son, he had to hire some people. (laughs) (laughs) Think about that for a minute. Now, I, I was on a flashpoint not too long ago. Now, someone asked me, what about all this, this, this $32 trillion debt and things of that nature? Let me tell you something. And if you're a government official, listen to what I'm saying. Out of a seed comes a phenomenal harvest. I mean, if you go look at a big oak tree in South Louisiana, it started out with a, this big, but this, an acorn. That's not very big, but the size of a big jelly bean, I guess you could say. But look I've what it produced. I've never seen a jelly bean that big. <laughs> oh, I've seen jelly beans that big. Really? Oh, like yeah. an acorn? I've eaten some big jelly beans. Well, okay. Yeah. You ever, the... you ever eaten them big jawbreaker? Or they stick yeah, out? Yeah, jawbreaker, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm telling you, now watch it. See, the problem with the church, or actually with the government, everybody's saying it, and you get what you say. Well, we're just never going to be able to pay this off. We're just going to pay the note. See, that's the problem with a lot of America. A lot of Americans, they don't care about how much something costs. They just want to know how much the note is. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize that these notes for 60 months mm-hmm. really add up to two or three times of what you paid for, that what yeah. it was costing. See? Yeah. Now, it, listen to me. If, you, if, the, if the government would begin to sow into the churches, I'm not talking about grants. I'm not talking about those kinds. Of, I'm talking about just being a blessing toward the debt payoff of the United States of America. God had knocked that $32 trillion debt out you, You'd be surprised. That can't happen. Well, there was one president named Andrew Jackson that when he left his administration, when he, he was the only president that got the United States of America debt free. Now, you got to discipline yourself. You got to do the things you're supposed to do in the natural. But I'm telling you, the harvest is always way bigger than the seed. Do you understand? And to help church, and watch this, and if we could get the churches to really start preaching the word of God instead of public opinion and what, is, what people think we, uh, we want them to hear out there, just preach this book. We can change, we can shut down this crime. You get somebody saved, they're not going to steal from you anymore. They're not, not going to try to kill you. You get them born again, touch, you begin to think of good ways to help people because you're born again. I'm teaching you something here if if you're a government official. You see, you want to help your state and your district. I understand that. But, you know, there's districts and states that come together that produces the United States of America. Mm -hmm. We the people, you know, of the United States of America. Now, when it all started out, it was United Colonies. Mm -hmm. But, you see, we needed something stronger than that. 
Why? Because when you get unity, buddy, I'm telling you, it's amazing what unity does. Not uniformity, but unity. I'm teaching you something here. He said he will teach you to profit. I want you to believe for the hundredfold. I know you're going to catch hell. That's the only word I can do. <laughs> By some dumb, ignorant uh, theologian who thinks he knows something about the Bible. He may know Greek. He may know Hebrew. And I believe in education. Don't misunderstand me. But do you know spirit? Got to understand it's coming through a live spirit where God can generate things that man cannot seem to understand in the natural mind. And that's what I'm talking That's why I wanted to talk about that, that, that he teaches you to profit. Yeah. That's why you publish good news. That's right. It's all about spreading the good news about Jesus. And he always says something good to say. Well, everywhere that he went, the Bible says he went around teaching, preaching, and healing. So he was always, he was a teacher. He's known as a oh, teacher. Oh, yeah, he was. But he's also known as a preacher. I remember when you Ooh. said you went to heaven. You yeah, he like preached, man. Preach Proclaiming, like, boy, proclaiming. I mean, he was. Yeah, but there were results. Ooh, Whatever yeah. you preach about is what you're going to receive. A lot of people don't, don't want to ever talk about prosperity, so therefore the people are in lack. But you have to teach what the Bible says about all the subjects, the whole counsel of God. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you teach about healing, you're going to, people are going to be healed. Yeah. If you teach about salvation, people are going to be born again. But also, if you teach about the blessing and what it what the blessing means, then people are going to begin to expect for it. So you have only the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing about that subject, maybe, right. and that's the teaching. You get that in your heart, then you're going to be a faith comes by hearing the it, word of God. Uh, one, uh, I think, who was it? F.F. Bosworth, and I think he said, faith begins where the will of God is known. Once you know what the will of God is, then you can believe in it and faith grows and then you begin to see the result of what that scripture, what that promise yeah. is. This is, is. this is actually very simple, ladies and gentlemen. You have to understand that all God want to do is bless his children. I heard a preacher say one time, if, if it wouldn't have been for sin, God would have never had a serious thought. And what I meant by that, what he meant by that was that he was talking about you'd be in the Garden of Eden, walking in the cool of the day with God. I mean, it'd be the most wonderful thing you've ever seen right. and, and can experience for eternity. You yes. see what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you something. We're going back to the Garden of Eden. Well, God always wanted his kids to be happy and That's joyful. Right. In fact, when the angels came to give the announcement about the birth of Jesus, oh, his son, he says, I, I give you tidings of great joy. And so we should have this great joy in our heart. We have a positive message, but it's based on what God's word has said. And it should bring results. It should bring joy. It should bring happiness. Right. You know, why did, why did the angel or God did the announcement to the shepherds first? Why shepherds? Because shepherds lead sheep. Listen to me. You're a pastor. You're a shepherd. The smell of sheep should be on you. You should lead your people to greener pastures. Hmm. Spiritually, physically. Financial, no church should have financial trouble. There's no Christian should have financial trouble. But we've been taught that. You know, it's like the homeless. I find some people want to get away from homeless, but some people begin to enjoy it. They become infected with homelessness. They don't want no more. They figure this is, they've lost their hope. Mm -hmm. Homelessness produces hopelessness. That's you see what I'm saying? And before you know it, they're just standing on the streets and they'll put a piece of paper or a tent over them or something like that. And, uh, and people get so used to begging, they don't realize they begin to lose their own dignity and things of that nature. See, and always, always with a hand out instead of with a hand up. Right, right. And, you know, when I love that when Peter and, and John... It's a vicious cycle, too. Yeah, it's worse. Uh -huh. Hopelessness. I mean, homelessness produces hopelessness. Uh -huh. But when Peter and John came out that church, that temple, uh -huh. there was that man begging. Now, he, now, this man was crippled. He couldn't get a job. He said... He said 
you know, he, he expecting to just receive something. That, that a few was coins. Anything, just something. I got to eat today. And I like when he said, silver and gold have a none. Now, why did he say that? See, people say, because they were poor. No, they just come out the temple and had blessed God's work. Yeah, it was Peter and John. Yeah, Peter and John, they already had given that. They, gave, they didn't just give pieces. They gave all, boy. Silver and gold have a none, but such as I have. Give I did. Now, how could Peter know he could give what he had? The Lord taught him to. The well, you prophet. know, even if he gave him coins, that really would that would have helped him that sure, day. Sure, but that ain't gonna but help him for eternity. But he gave him gave him a lifetime of help. Yeah, why? Why say he said silver and gold have a none, but such that I have give I thee. So the Holy Spirit already had taught Peter how to release the gift of healing. Oh yeah, take he up, saw Jesus bet, do it. Grab for three him by years. the hand, rise and walk, right. or look on us. That's how it started off. Now watch it. You don't hear about that man no more at the gate, beautiful. You don't right. hear that man anymore at the at, why. Because God gave him the ability to get, a, to get a good job. And he began to make his own living. So I tell all these people today that have been infected with homelessness. You know, sometimes things happen. You don't know how they happen and what happened. I mean, get a, do not accept it as a lifestyle. I mean, I saw a girl the other day, uh, and, uh, and they can make you feel bad. You know, make you, they're trying to touch your emotion. And you know how many jobs... They have in the city of New Orleans the people needing people to work. Mm. And I thought, what are you doing in the median in the grass when there's so much work to be had? Yeah. These they infected right. with poverty. They infected. It's a disease. Right. And it came from the church that they say poverty is a yeah. is a is a is a blessing. No, it's not. Mm. Been, and they've been infected with hopelessness. When they seem to be well able bodies. They can do a good job, and for you know, get on your own feet and be proud of the things you accomplished, and God will help you in every which way, shape, or form. Okay, let's talk to the rich. Let's deal with the rich people now. Yeah, people don't talk too much about the rich because they think, well, they got it made. No, they don't. Let me tell you, it's harder to keep money than it is to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can't make money in America, you ain't going to make it anywhere at all. Yeah. But it's to keep it and to keep it full. And don't forget, I was doing TBN. This is probably 30 years ago. Me and John Osteen. I love Brother Osteen. That, that's uh, Joel Osteen's father. He's in heaven today. What a wonderful man. Blessing of the Lord. Yes. <laughs> and we're about ready to go out, and this lady comes up to Brother John. We came out, and I guess security, she got past security or something there at TBN. And she said, Brother Osteen, I have a bone to pick with you. I wonder where they got that statement, a bone. <laughs> you know? Critical yeah. spirit. Yeah. <laughs> she picked, cleaned me to the bones, picked me to the bones. And <laughs> why she said, I heard you say that you live off the top of the barrel. Now, John Osteen was a very... A uh, wonderful man and very polite. And he said, yes, ma'am. She said, now, Brother Osteen, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Brother Osteen, that's not faith. And he looked at her. And he wasn't a very big man, John Osteen. He was a small man. And he said, lady, it took a lot of faith to fill that barrel. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of faith to keep it full. That's right. She didn't know what to say. And I said, let's go, let's go do the show. And we just walked away from her. And when you begin to think, now, how could he fill the barrel? Mm-hmm. How could he keep the barrel full? Faith. The Lord taught John how to profit. Right, and he kept the faith, which is our theme and for this the year. Faith. If you keep the everything faith, everything is yours. Everything is yours. Faith is basically believing what God's word has said, and that's a force. Amen. It's a it's a force that God. It's a the gift. It's a gift of faith. It's also a fruit of the spirit. What is God teaching you this year, in te- in terms of uh, to profit? One thing I can say to kind of give you a point. We were talking the other day, and Kathy is the pastor of our church, 
And, um, and a lot of people disagree with that. Women shouldn't pastor. And we got one guy, he's always... And he reads the scriptures, and he does say that. But he, you got to understand what's going on at the time. That's the problem. And they don't. You see what I'm saying? Right. But anyway, you, uh, you start talking to me about that you're teaching on the Wednesday night services of the book of John. Right. And getting all different kind of information. And Kathy goes and, and get other information. So do I. You know, Research. we might read a commentary or uh, listen to a sermon someone preached about something, you know, and it, it, you know, it touches your soul. And uh, yet, who told you to do that was the Holy Spirit. Right. Watch this. Not only to teach you things that you didn't know yep. while you're teaching, right. but to have them receive what they didn't know. Right. while you were teaching. Right, and, and I'll go deeper. I mean, there are, I've read the Gospel of John so many times, but I'm learning so many new things because I'm going deeper. Right. And God always has more for us to learn and to understand. And, you know, we, we're, we're just right in the middle of the book of John. Amen. The first uh, 13 or 12 chapters deal with about three years of Jesus' life, but that's about the, the first half of the book. But the second half, that's that last week, actually, the last uh -huh. uh, day, Passion the 24 week, hours, yeah. Yeah. he covers the, what happened in that upper room. So there's so much to learn that we could, that's totally changed in my life. You know, it's amazing to me. Satan thought he just knew everything. But Moe, did he expose himself after the resurrection? He said, if we'd have known, we'd have never crucified him. So who was behind the crucifixion? Satan. He figured, if I can shut him down, I'll go to the next guy that thinks he's God or a prophet or something like that. Mm -hmm. But something changed. Now, how could Jesus whew, take that terrible pain? If this cup come past from me, this, this was not an easy thing God yeah. gets into me. The Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit Well, the Bible tells him. us what he did for the joy that was set before him. Yeah. The Bible says, and that, think about that, for yeah. the joy, joy. that uh -huh. was set before him, he endured that persecution, that crucifixion, all that terrible hardship that he had that, you know, he was, awful death. Yeah, he was never alone. He, the Bible said angels would come and minister to him, but the Holy Spirit was there and the Father was there. He said, when you see me, you see the Father. And he man, was alone at one point. Yes. When, when, when the sins of the world were put on him, God didn't look. Or he couldn't. Because that's why Jesus said, why hast thou uh, forsaken, forsaken me? me? For the first time, he was Just alone. Just for that moment, right. And, uh, and, but you know what? I asked, I asked the Father one time in my prayer time, how could you do that with your son saying, why hast thou forsaken me? How do you do that? And it was a very simple answer to a, actually a, a very heavy question. He said, I made a rational decision instead of an emotional decision. Why? Because I had you, Jesse, on my mind. The only way you could get to me was through the blood of Christ. Hmm. My son had to die so you could live. Right. You see, now that's rationality at its best. I learned something that day. He taught me something, see? And what about these people that have died for Jesus Christ? They call it, and they receive the martyr's crown. And uh, I read a book one time about a whole family of missionaries. They were being killed by these people, and they put them in a sand pit, and, uh, and they were filling the pit up with sand. And their children, too. Now, now watch this. The kids and the parents were singing Amazing Grace as the dirt and the sand went over their heads which means they suffocated and died. But there was no fear, and it irritated the people that, that killed them because they should be screaming and hurt. Well, right, it irritated like the, Nero. Yeah, the, the Christians that were burned at the stake. Why were they, they were singing? singing? They singing. Why were they singing? Why? Because there was no pain there. Yeah. God coming. It was kind of like, ooh, in that fiery furnace. 
Right. Jesus come walking in that flame. He said, I, we threw three in there, and there's the one, and there's the fourth man. That's, oh, right. oh, oh, something happened that day. I want to read that scripture that I okay. just referred to. It's in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, so is that that's King James, that's right? That's King James. Do, yes. do, do the amplified and the passion on that. Amplified yeah, this, of that watch, watch same this. Verse. I want you to see that. It says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief. And it is all and is also the its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. He, for the joy of a attaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, yeah. and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He That's didn't so deny good. the shame. He just ignored it. Yeah, let's see What's what the passion, passion says that? about it. Now, do you see that? He's doing this for us. I'm wow. teaching you something here. Yep. Somebody died for you. Somebody loved you. Somebody loves you. Yeah, so you can't give up. Oh, God no. has a great plan for your life. Uh, this is the Passion Translation. It says, we look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us. Praise I love God. love that. And who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, he birthed faith and then he perfected faith. Yeah, the translation. That's a teaching. Yeah, he does. And, and the, uh, the little reference point has a little memo on this. It says he is the pioneer and perfecter of faith. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Author and finisher is what the King James That's says. That's why Isaiah 48, 17 is so important that he teacheth thee the prophet. See, that's prophet right there. See, I mean, he is now, we now have a place in the eternities of eternity. Do you know you have a paid off home? If you're born again, you have a mansion waiting for you to occupy it. It's yours. It's in heaven. It's yours to be had. It's already there. I mean, my God, God is so far in advance. Yeah. And my father thought many, some people call it dwelling place. I like the word mansion. I think that's a greater translation to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, something beautiful, something wonderful. You wonder, I can never have nothing. You already have something if you're born again. But, you know, you're waiting to get there when you can have it here. You see, in my, in my teaching of if you keep the faith, everything is yours. Don't put your faith on something that's going to be. Hmm. That's putting it in the future. It has the ability to create a future. But faith was made for the now. Now faith is. Why? Because Jesus birthed it and he perfected it. That's then right. he said, my father is a rewarder of them. Right. Reward of who? Who's the them? Me, who diligently seek him. Hmm. Do you see that? Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying God's here? God's a rewarder. Oh, I mean, it's just such a blessing of the Lord. And, and, and then the favor of God, the extreme favor of God comes upon you. I've had such extreme and I use the word extreme, extreme favor, spiritually, physically, financially. I mean, I've seen people around me losing money like crazy, and I'm making money. I remember in 1982, we were living in your hometown, Homa, Louisiana, and I won't tell you something, son. The oil field shut down. Oil went down to $6 a barrel, and there were bumper stickers that said, when you leave, cut out the light. And all. I mean, it was bad. Yet, 
in that terrible time of, well, in the oil patch, they called it, that was depression. That wasn't just right. recession. My ministry grew by 30%. Why? Because he taught me how to profit. He taught me not to go by what I see, but to go by what I believe mm-hmm. and know why I believe it and who said it to believe it. And it was in this book. Right. You see what I'm saying? And when, I, when you understand that, that's such a blessing. And then we went through, um, was it 2008 when we had the, uh, when um, Wall Street just crashed? We had a 1929 in one sense, but one man saved it from being a complete big depression. And that was Ronald Reagan. He said, that's nothing. We'll get through that. That's, that's easy. Where in 1929, they called it, you know, Black, Black Tuesday or something like that. It, it just, boom. But see, a leader that says this, when the sheep going, oh, we, we have nothing to eat. Uh, just follow me. I know where a green pasture is. Mm-hmm. Bam, man. I mean, and all of a sudden, man, the street began to come back up. You see, we need strong leadership. Let me tell you something. America is one away from its Judeo-Christian ethic but we're going to bring it back. We're believing that this will be safe. You see, to stop all this, it can be happening. Just, just this quick. It's just you get people born again. It changes their way of thinking. It changes what they're doing. It changes a hard heart into a wonderful heart. It changes what you have into be. Let me share with you what I have. And then the person you're ha- having is not just saying, okay, oh, you help me. You, you turn a beggar into an entrepreneur hmm. in every which way, shape, form. That's why Jesus, this, when he looked at people to heal them, I like what he told one guy. He didn't ask, would you be healed? He said, would you be made whole? Not just a little, but I mean, whole, everything. Lord. And I love this man because he was such, so honest. He said, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And you know, I like what the Lord said. I can do that. I'm paraphrasing it. I can do that. My God, man. See, Jesus didn't worry about what people said. On the Sabbath day, they're watching him and see if he's going to heal on the Sabbath. Let me tell you, hurting on the Sabbath, healing on the Sabbath, I don't care if it is the Sabbath. If you hurt, you hurt. Right. See what I'm saying? And, he, and this guy has a withered hand. And boy, there them Pharisees, Sadducees, all these critical people to see what he would do. And he said, that you may know. And he said, stretch forth your hand. Right. Now, think about that. For, and that made them all oh, blasphemy. But I, I guarantee you, if they was all withered up, They'd love to have been healed. Of course. Sabbath day or no Sabbath day. It wasn't work to yes, heal. Yes, yes. It was faith to heal. That's good. You see, that's what I'm saying. And when you understand that, when you understand that he teaches you to profit. Now, I'm saying this for you that are watching today. I want to thank all the partners who will faithfully support this ministry. They understand we taught them to do that. I'm not talking about you giving me money. I'm talking about giving God's work, yes. finance, so your coffers would be full in bad times as well as good times. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, uh, what ha- <laughs> I heard this yesterday. Did you, did you hear the, how much the price of eggs is? I don't think the chickens know that, you know? <laughs> and I said, no, and I think it's went up 40, 50%. I said, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna still eat eggs. Why? Because I can buy them at a dollar an egg. I don't care what they are. It don't make no difference. I'm not being prideful or arrogant because the Lord knows I like eggs, so he supplies my eggs according to his riches in the chickens. You know what I mean? That's a paraphrase, but you get what I'm talking about. You see, it doesn't make no difference what's going on out there. I don't care if you're in a different country. It doesn't make any difference. You can walk on the water in America as well as you can in Iran. As, you know, in the Mediterranean, it doesn't make no difference, see, if you'll understand 
Use Romans 4.17, call those things would be not as though they were. Have your own economic forum. Yeah, he make, he'll make a way where there is no way. Maybe he'll give you some chickens. Remember that song, he made a way where there is yeah, <laughs> Give you some own, chickens, you know? Get your own. Yeah, you know? And, and you know them chicken Start eggs. Start growing your, uh, your own chickens. Uh, them oh, chickens. they do. God, they do. Your Even heads. the yolk is more of an orange than a yellow. I, I, mean, I don't know why, but it just is. My point is, partners, thank you. Because I want to tell you something. We're helping people get some eggs. <laughs> We're teaching them the profit. If you're a partner today, I want to say thank you. If you're not a partner and you'd like to become one, this anointing of increase is on me. It comes through sowing and reaping. It's on me. God trusts me with finance. I'm telling you, I am one blessed puppy. I want you to be blessed. Now, I'm not asking you to give me anything personal. I'm telling you, this is the Lord's work. Right, and we get testimonies from oh, our partners. Oh, God. And we're going to read some in just a minute. About yeah. how they're being blessed. Oh, it's a blessing. So if you'd like to be a partner, works. you can go to jdm.org and you can hit the select, uh, select button, hit donate if you want to. You can use PayPal if you want to do it that way. If you want to text to give, you can. Or you can mail in a, a donation if you like. Let me tell you something 100% of what you're giving is going into world evangelism. We, me and Kathy have been debt free since 1982. You know, we, we don't have no concept of debt. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever at all. Now, I want you to be like that. And I'm telling you, you can and you will if you'll believe his word. It's not, I'm just, I didn't say this the first. This is God talking, not Jesse. This is God talking and me repeating what God says. Right. I'm, I'm saying what God's word. I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just saying he's Christ in me, Christ in me. He's speaking through my mouth to help you understand, get you out of this debt and always tight and don't know what to do. And whoo, man, your kids may want to go to school or want to get them something. And you can't. And your heart, you love your children. And you're not trying to spoil them. You just want to be a blessing. <laughs> what can, I'm teaching you something here, ladies and gentlemen. If you'll have, I, my mother and father, they're in heaven today. They didn't understand this. They said, you just, you can't get that. Yet I read the Bible. And I said, yes, we can. It wasn't so I could get stuff. I wasn't trying to be materialistic. I just wanted this to come to pass. Many people said you know, I couldn't be saved, Kathy, uh -huh. but you believed I could. I could, yeah. See, God taught you to believe for me. Right. And guess what? You know, everybody, I got saved. everybody needs somebody in their life that'll teach them principles of life. Not everybody has that. There's a lot of people that have grown up. They know about parents doesn't need, doesn't, they don't teach them. Maybe they don't have a good parent. And not a lot of people haven't heard about the truths that we know about. In fact, we didn't know about them until we got born again. No. Until we started reading the Word of God. And, and why we, didn't we know about it? Because the church wouldn't teach us. Well, we weren't going to church. Can't but blame you it all on them. We went to church, you well, know. They, there, they spoke poverty. And there are people in a good church many times that we preach the gospel. They don't, they don't pick it up. You have to have ears to hear. And you have to want to learn. This, one, this testimony is from Sandy. She says, I just want to testify. I have listened to you for years and read your books, but I had never considered what you taught about your seed bringing forth a harvest and naming it and calling it forth. Since I have been doing this, finance has been coming in. <laughs> and since they took my job, I have definitely needed it. So she's in the tight in a spot now. She really needs the word of God. And I believe God will bring her a better job. It says, and uh, I thank God for you and your ministry. Isn't that a blessing to God? Y'all excuse me for a minute. Chrissy, you in the uh, uh, in the studio. I, I want some water. Can you go get me one? You didn't anything? get any. Huh? 
I, I drank. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They got me something right here. Praise the Lord. Y'all excuse me. I just a little thirsty. thirsty. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a little thirsty. Yeah. I like to hear the word of God. Isn't that good? I, you you got to understand something about Jessica. I don't care if I'm on done with it. Go get well, me something. You that's know? all right. <laughs> Hallelujah. This, this she was referring to that message that she preached many years ago called Naming Your Seed. Yeah, that's and 1991. And it's a message about, hey, that's my harvest. And so she picked up on that. You probably could see that, find that message You're, on yeah, our that's app. Yeah, that's a great Or, message. you know, look online if you want to purchase it. But the app has that message, the video of it, I'm sure. You know why I'm so thirsty? I didn't drink all. I got off that treadmill and I forgot to replenish my fluids. <laughs> you told me that you need to drink more water. Kathy's always telling me her success. I'm always trying to teach water. him, and and he's starting to become more teachable. <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Okay, th let me read a few more testimonies yeah, so you can ahead. get hydrated. Yeah, let me get hydrated. Get you some here. high quality. How y'all like a new mug? So Kathy had these mugs made here. Ain't that nice? We have Praise another one. We have a. a Another version coming out pretty soon that'll have the logo of the ministry on the other side. Praise the Lord. Go ahead. Anyway, uh, let me see. This other one comes from Clarice. Says, I want to thank you guys always for always praying without ceasing. I'm fresh out of 36 days of child support sentence. H I, a child support sentence. It must be right out of prison. The only thing that gotten me through besides God's grace and mercy was thinking about your words. Praise I appreciate it so humbly. You really do match Jesus' heart. Even his smile. Well, that's a blessing. I just I love you, you Uncle Jesse and Miss Kathy. Uncle Jesse and Miss Kathy. Glory <laughs> to God. Isn't that, a blessing? Isn't that precious? I had a wonderful compliment the other day. Someone said, you are growing old gracefully. Is that a compliment? I think so. You don't think so? Well, possibly. <laughs> I think so. They had to point I like it out, my point age. It out. <laughs> I don't care about getting old. I don't even care about my skin sagging. I could care less about any of that because what's in me never gets old. That's a teaching. Yeah, that's timeless. <laughs> it's timeless. My, so let me my, help you pick that up. Okay. <laughs> I'm never getting old either. <laughs> okay. There you I'm going to live here forever. Who cares? Oh, yeah, that's right. Time Come while on, we're here on earth. Come on. Makala says, thank you, Je Jesus. Brother Jesse, your ministry is a blessing to my life. I thank the Lord for revealing his ministry to my family, this ministry to my family. I love you, and I pray that the <coughs> Lord continues <coughs> to bless you in everything. This is coming from a 20, almost 21-year-old. I love Jesus. He saved me and Praise filled God. me with the Holy Ghost, and I'm ready to receive every blessing too. Don't you just love that? Uh, I, I love this it. I love it when young, young people generation. reach out to God. Yes, it's just I know. such a I blessing. I was about that age when I got turned on to God. When I yeah. first heard the gospel, and Amen. my life radically was changed. That's almost 50 years ago now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Jonathan says, Dr. Jesse and Pastor Kathy Duplantis, I thank God for the amazing work you are doing for the kingdom of God. I listen to you preach every day, and my faith has been greatly impacted to believe God for the unbelievable, to receive the impossible because it is doable. That's hey, one of your I love, I love phrases that, statement. that you use a lot. Believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible because it's doable. Yeah, one thing they want to say, by the way, your French is perfect, Dr. My Jesse. French? When you say, je suis mouillé jusque so. No, je suis mouillé jusque so. I thought that's what I said. No, you, didn't, you didn't have the flavor to it. You got, got to put the flavor And on. it means, in parentheses, I am soaked, soaked to, the bones, to the bones. So this person must speak French as well. Hallelujah. He learned this one from me, by the way. No, I no, didn't. My brother-in-law, Jules, would say <laughs> Now you're telling the truth. My brother-in-law. Yeah. He said it, I repeated it, and then you got it. <laughs> anyway, it says, thank you for the joy that you release, and thank you so for such a tangible anointing as you minister to people. I literally feel it as I watch your videos. Well, you know, joy is strength. God. The Bible says wonderful? the joy of the Lord is strength. Yeah. And the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. One more. It says, still both says, I watch... Pastor Jesse's videos mostly every day, and it has been a blessing for me, encouraging my faith. I am a pastor in Jayoa, 
Joa, India, G-O-A, okay. India, and uh, we have a small community church. Will you please pass my love and greetings to Pastor Jesse, if possible, if you would please ask him to pray for me, praying for you all, and may God bless you all abundantly to do greater things for the glory What's of God. What's his name? His name, uh, Stilbo is the handle. I don't know if that's the actual okay. name, but it's a pastor in India. Wants us Let's to pray. pray. Father, I ask Thank you to you bless Lord. that pastor. He asked me to pray Touch for him. Lord. I'm going to do it here on the boardroom chair. Yes, bless him spiritually, physically, financially. Faith destroys all this between me and this pastor. We Lord, decree, we and we're already two, Kathy's one, I'm two, God's three, he's four. Bless him spiritually, physically, and financially. Thank you, Lord, for allowing him to hear us today. Thank you, and Lord. And teach him great and mighty things that he can teach his people yes. in every way, shape, or form. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. I, I do like the testimonies mm -hmm. and the different things. You know, it, it, it just blesses me because, you know, people are getting saved. People are getting healed. Right. Let me look one more before we yeah, go, go ahead. Cherish says, thank you so much, Mr. and Mrs. Duplantis, for what you do. I find myself like a moth drawn to the flame. You create through him. I believe uh, he is coming soon and your videos help me on the journey to preparing for that day and hopefully helping others to do the same. So she's spreading the word and hearing the word here you every know, I, day. I can't wait till Jesus come and get my new body. I think there'll be some people, they're so body kind, they're going to say, when they say, oh, did you get a facelift? I said, no, I got a new body. <laughs> It's going to be great. And I, I don't know if my new body going to have white hair or not, but I know I'm going to be young. I know I won't have this here. I think it'll be up a little bit like that. Praise God. It's going to be a wonderful time. You know that little song, It's a Beautiful Day in the Day. But we learn stuff from all kinds of stuff. I'll never forget one time I came home, and I smelled this great smell in the house. I said, man, I love eggs. I am an egg person. I eat a lot of eggs. And there's Kathy making egg drop soup. And I said, oh. You know how to make Chinese? She said, yeah, I just watched Mr. Rogers, and he showed me how that to do it. That was a long time ago, and I, I made, haven't made it in a while. But well, Yours, is, it's very good. Thank you. Think, yeah, it was good. But she learned it from Mr. Rogers. And I, in my mind, I thought, what could I learn from Mr. Rogers? It's a beautiful day. You know, he had a lot of practical things that you yeah. could learn. Oh, you better know. And he put his sweater on. And well, all you know, I had the little children that I was watching in the home every day. Uh, I had like eight of them, and that was part of our routine to watch Sesame Street and yeah. And Mr. Rogers, and they always in love. Yeah. So I learned a lot. And that too. <laughs> soup was good, and you did a good job on it. Simple. And I thought, see, we're ever learning constantly. Well, let me read the scripture again so you'll get it. Isaiah chapter 48, verses 17. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, mm. which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Which means if you hear what we're saying, Mistakes will not be in your life because we only say what God says. We only do what God says to do. Amen. It is just such That's a blessing. Good. I love where Christ lives at. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Never, we're never alone and we never will be. I hope you enjoyed this boardroom chat today. We taught you something. Now go take it and put action behind it and watch God. And you that gave today, would you believe for the hundredfold? Come on. You just put something in fertile soil here and you deserve a harvest. I mean that sincerely. Thank you for watching today. This is Jesse and Kathy saying we'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.